is a podcasting day, so I am so excited to be here. I've got my pooch in my lap and uh, my lip gloss on my lips, so it is time to get started with a Good Girls Guide podcast. So this is Rachel Vote, and if you've never met me, thank you so much for being here. Uh, well, if you haven't ever met me, it'd be kind of strange that we just happen to stumble upon each other, but universe works in mysterious ways. But more than likely, you might have been introduced by somebody else, and if that was the case, I would love, love, love to find out how that was so I can love, love on that person. So please make sure to reach out to me some way, shape, or form to let me know how that was. Now, if you are new, let's try to describe what's going on in my life in terms of why maybe we should be friends. Okay, so um, I, I am proud to announce that I have finally picked uh, a studious path, meaning like I, I, I've, I've settled on a term. So currently, I am in a self self-paced course to become a quantum healer. Uh, and in layman's terms at the moment, while while I'm finishing that out, I am just a mentor or coach or whatever it is, however you want to deem that. I don't like to use the word life coach because I just think it's kind of overused. But my background started uh, in intimacy coaching eight and a half years ago, and today that has expanded upon just everything. So if you are interested in building your wealth, which is just way more than money in the bank, okay, especially like emotional spending or success and sabotage, so on and so forth, woo, I'm your girl, okay? Um, let's talk about relationships, which was obviously the heart of my business and it is, still is today, uh, the better part of a decade of intimacy coaching. Uh, but that expanded in the last couple of years for a lot of importance on other relationships as well. So not just your intimate ones, uh, every relationship you come across, whether it's a related, a blood related person or, you know, a work colleague. Okay. And then in addition to that, your mental and physical well-being and your mental and physical well-being are connected. Uh, now, the fourth realm is going to be your spirituality, which is the one that's most underutilized, I find, for a lot of my clients. Um, and it was for me as well, but that's okay because that's why I'm here and we're going to we're gonna do our best to expand that for you. And then last but not least is your passion. I don't know if you heard that. It's passion. Uh, passion is so important, of course. Uh, and I always hope that this is what you do for a living. If you're making an income off of the thing you love, you'll probably never feel like you're working a day in your life. However, I find a lot of my clients do not do what they uh, really, really, truly want to do, even if it's like a facet of it, like they like to help people. So they're in that kind of an industry that relates to that. It's not a big deal um, if it's not, especially if you like what you do. I, I want to make sure I clarify that I'm never asking people to just like quit their jobs. <laughs> All right, please don't do that. Uh, but make sure that you have growth and contribution in your life. So if you're feeling empty, if you're feeling kind of confused or lost or, um, you know, just like sometimes like a, a lump of potatoes on the couch that was 1000% where I was that had kind of catapulted me into moving just from the intimacy coaching side to just about everything. So that is important to listen to those when you get pulled at the heartstrings by the universe by your um, intentions, whatever it is that, that however you want to classify it, it's just when you feel icky kind of inside, that's when you're not aligned, you're not aligned with who you say you want to be. So pay attention to those things. And so, um, you know, that was that was kind of a spiel into what we're gonna be talking about today. But that's what I do. Okay? Uh, so, you know, what I, I think is a, an important distinguishing, distinguishing factor, which I think is kind of why I don't, I don't, I can't subscribe to the life coaching thing. And I know you guys already hear my heart if you are new to this. Um, then just, I mean, I have a life coach. I love my life coach. I've been seeing a life coach pretty consistently for the last almost three years now. Whew, like, oh my gosh, that is it's almost three years now. I'd say two and a half, but it doesn't matter. Um, so I don't negate from the importance of that. I also uh, was consistently seeing my um, talk therapist for quite a while. Lots of modalities work. Uh, I would say that everybody should try what works best for them. Um, what I'm moving towards my 
my my specialty is the emotional side of things. It's the digging for your beliefs. It's the understanding uh, that your subconscious is working uh, much much greater depths than we really have any idea. And that's, I think, step beyond when you're working with a life coach with all due respect, meaning like I had to go through a life coach before I could do any type of spiritual growth because I was so intellectually minded and based. So if you are there, great. So you're in the right spot, right? And I just want, just as a side note to say, by the way, if um, if you were kind of the opposite where you started spiritually and you're very much um, connected to your source, universe, God, whatever it is that you call it, then, you know, it's not, the, it's not a different journey. It's just a different path. Meaning you start off with God in your heart, which is what some of us intellects struggle to have. Um, but then you kind of meet towards the middle of the truth. And uh, so we all get there in the same way. So um, all that to say that if you are uh, getting goosebumps at any time that I speak, um, and if it relates to how you feel on the inside, just remember, number one, that it's not me that you are feeling like you want to be. I What I say that resonates with you, it shakes you in your core that says, that's what I want to be for myself. Uh, not that I want to be Rachel, that I just want to be the best version of me. So if that ever kind of connects with you, then... I would very much recommend for you to get in touch with me. We could get you signed up to do an empowerment class, which is um, a group-based course for entry-level personal development. Um, it's it's great. Uh, and then I would also consider a one-to-one session. One-to-one sessions are really great for people who have some change under their belt. They're maybe unsure what the next steps are. And not even really unsure necessarily of what the next steps are, but... They just know that change is possible and they can feel it in their heart even if they don't know how to get to that change is really what I wanted to say. So all that five, six minute introduction for all that. And um, and if you're if you're here, of course, and if you're a consistent listener, oh my gosh, uh, we love you. And when I say we, I mean that from myself as well as Jess Anderson McGovern, who is normally co-piloting this podcast with me. Uh, she has been on maternity leave taking care of sweet little Harper, who is just a tiny twin of of my best friend Jess. So uh, I'm sending all my love and positive vibes to the family as they continue to grow from their blended family into their their family that's meant to be. And uh, we look forward, and I don't know who I say we because it's just me and Oscar here in the office, but uh, we look forward to having you come back whenever you are able to do so, dear friend. And if y'all are in need of a boudoir photographer, you definitely want to make sure you get in touch with my good friend, Jesse Anderson McGovern. You can find her on Facebook at Photos with Anderson as well as Boudoir Photos with Anderson and over on Instagram too. Make sure that you take a peek at those shots, y'all. She can make you feel like a million bucks. Okay, so... Last week was uh, one of the first podcasts in a long time that I did solo, and so that was really kind of a touch base with where I myself was in personal development, spiritual growth, and kind of relaying some spoiler alerts to you. So it's things that I have been consistently hearing, whether it's in identical messages or similar language from resources to resources to resources, and um, my my interest level is very vast, meaning... Um, I read, I mean, right now I don't really read any nonfiction. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I always do that. I, I'm not reading any fiction. I'm reading all nonfiction, personal development, growth books, spirituality stuff, obviously. But my point is, is that um, uh, both sides that I'm seeing from intellectual side and spirituality side, again, it's the same message. It's just being, it's just being described differently. And so it's been really powerful to be able to see consistency in those types of things. Um, 
And so that's what we talked about last week. We kind of relayed some spoiler alerts. Like here's some things like if, you, if you're seeing these things or if you're hearing these things, feeling these things along your spiritual journey, your personal development growth, you ain't crazy, okay? Like you might feel like you're totally alone, but you ain't crazy, okay? Like these things that you're feeling, these things that you, you're like, do I question the, these things? I mean, I don't. I don't know, you know, what to do um, with my life really sometimes or to think that I might be going crazy or whatever. Okay, so that was what last week was, okay? Is if you come across these things, sweet. And if you haven't come across these things, no big deal. Um, maybe plant the seeds for yourself now. Maybe these are things you questioned yourself. Um, and the largest takeaway that I always like to relay is that when when we're speaking together, when we're talking, when we're vibing with each other in whatever capacity or media we're connecting on, um, I, I want to make sure that I reiterate that I, I never have the intention of asking people to change their minds about what their beliefs are because that's not how this is supposed to work. This is actually supposed to work for you to discover your own beliefs. And that's, that's why we're, that's why we all come with our own operating manuals. Cause when we, when we dig for our beliefs and find out what the root cause is of anything, we can figure out why we behave the way we do. Um, one of the other beautiful things is that you'll start to discover that if you, if you feel different in some ways, more than likely you're not alone. And that's just a really powerful, dare I say, validation that there's nothing wrong with anybody, let alone you. Like if you feel like, if, if you feel that way. Um, so today I wanted to continue that conversation basically is let's talk some more about things that you'll see in yourself signs. Um, I'm sorry, my computer's like rebooting. So you might hear some, some whirling in the background. My team likes to make fun of me. Y'all this, this computer is, is, is a blessing, but, um, it might be time to upgrade soon. So just listen to the soft humming and let it soothe your breathing. Anyway. Okay. So, um, where we kind of ended up last week is we were talking about how um, self-work is always ongoing. It's never going to it's never gonna stop and you shouldn't want it to anyway because when you feel good about those changes you've implemented into your life, then you, uh, you can see why, I don't want to say it's addicting, but you can see why you'd want to continue this journey because if, if it feels so good to be where you are now, how much better can it get, okay? And for those of you that are like, you might be, feel like you're struggling, you're like, well, my current reality and situation is actually not something that I feel comfortable with or uh, that um, I, I don't know if I, I, it has to get better than this because I'm not in a place where I can feel like I'm grateful for this current moment or something to that effect. Again, that's okay. That's okay. I, that was 2018 Rachel mentality for sure. Okay. But uh, I, I promise that start repeating to yourself the phrase that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Meaning uh, it's not that you're being punished. It's not that you're doing things wrong. It's not that, uh, you know, somebody's got a vendetta for you, whether it's a spiritual entity, like you curse God or you just whatever. Um, you'll, you'll start to focus on when you understand that it's happening for you. It's happening for you because you're the one that's creating it. So we're going to be continuing that conversation today, basically. And the importance of this is that it allows for you to really start to shape your your future. You you have the ability to create whatever mindset you want for yourself. And when you can do that, you can use the woohoo term of manifest whatever you want. And manifest is just a, an intellectual word for create. Create, because you literally have to create, right? Like, I think that we get into this mindset of, you know, things just happen. They just happen. Like I acquire a house because I signed, signed the, on the dotted line to buy it or rented it or whatever. I signed on the dotted line to get my car. I went to the store to buy these clothes. But 
you manifested that house by looking through the want ads and filtering through how many bedrooms and baths you wanted and neighborhoods and you you were literally putting your order into your Zillow or whatever but also to the universe you signed on the dotted line to get that car but you either had to work your tush to save enough for a down payment or go through the process of looking at a bank lender to loan you the money and you had to talk to your insurance place about the quote that you get on your vehicle so there was always a series of steps that led to what your manifestation was and that's the woohoo side of it and then again the intellectual side is those steps allowed for you to create the thing that you created so when we look at it from that perspective it's kind of powerful because everything was created in the same fashion right I always like on a live I'll hold up my lip gloss and say this lip gloss had to be a thought in somebody's brain before it become a product, right? And it's not just as necessarily like somebody who's like one day goes, I need to create lip gloss. It wasn't necessarily that. It was like, my goodness, my lips are so chapped all the time. And they It hurts. It's painful. Uh, I need to create something that that's that would be helpful to this. Uh, you know, basically see a need, feel a need. I, I'm quoting that from a Dreams, DreamWorks movie, by the way, a children's movie, okay? See a need, feel a need, right? So it had to be a thought before it became a thing. You know, so you can look at this and see, uh, let's say, let's like, take successful people. And I'll just say Warren Buffett and Bill Gates because I think that somebody that people can probably, oh, I know those, okay? And the amount of wealth that these men have, right? Well, they weren't just born millionaires. They weren't just born uh, with, you know, entrepreneurial skill sets. And even if they were, if that was an innate behavior, they had to be fine-tuned, tweaked, and learn how to be applied in a non-traditional sense because entrepreneurship is is still going against the grain of majority of what most people do most people get a job right most people follow line meaning you know you start an entry-level position and you get to supervisor manager or whatever the titles change to uh, in a corporate American position so being an entrepreneur is a different mindset so then you look at these people that have created this wealth and they have these homes and these experiences or whatever and it's easy to look back and let the big picture and just go that's a lifestyle, but what were all the steps that took took to get that? I don't remember what the documentary was, but it had something to do with Bill Gates and um, Steve Jobs, and it it kind of followed both of their journeys up into creating the companies that they did. And you know, it was just insane the amount of hours that they would talk about how Bill Gates invested into getting Windows up and running just. 24 hours a day, seven days a week for like three, four, five years straight or something, you know, and um, nobody knows about that because even if you have friends who are working hard to do things like that in their businesses now, you know, what's the mindset about that now is, oh my gosh, like, like, can't they just make up their mind about what they want to do or like, oh my gosh, can't they just like settle down and just do one thing or whatever the mentality is, but it takes that kind of mindset and that kind of tenacity sometimes to be able to get what you need and what you want. And maybe you're not necessarily wanting to put that type type of commitment and energy into manifesting a company of your dreams. But what about the love of your life? What about the, the children that you long for? What about the health and wellness that you always said that you would be by 20, 30, 40, 50 years of life, you know? So it it's applicable to everything in your life. It just depends on what your focus is. So... You know, you're not crazy when you question. You're not crazy when you find yourself daydreaming and wandering. It's actually incredibly important that you do. And so what you're probably feeling the effects of is what a lot of people would consider, you know, a potential quarter-life crisis or midlife crisis. And that's not to scary y'all okay um it's just it's just to pay attention right because steps become steps become steps that step into action meaning you know maybe 
it starts when you're in your 20s and 30s and you start questioning like oh this adult thing oh this is terrible like going to this job and getting barely enough money to survive or maybe it's even different maybe you do have lots of money or whatever but my point is more so as you start to creep into your later 20s and 30s and things start happening to you in adulthood meaning like you know your your basement floods and you have to make some decisions or uh, your washer and dryer go out so you have to decide if you're going to buy some new appliances or start using the laundromat these are like the life skills that a lot of a lot of people I find didn't feel confident to know how to accurately make a decision doing okay and it's crazy because it's like did our parents just know or were they just like figuring it out as they went along too and just as petrified as we were but didn't tell or show us and what's different about our generation is that we've got so so much access to each other and it's such a trend to share your life on social media in any capacity whether it's for personal use or professional gain um, to connect with people you know, we can say, oh my gosh, somebody, you know, in New York City feels the same way I do when I'm in Nebraska and somebody in Australia, even though the wording and culture is slightly different, emotionally speaking, they're going through the same thing I go through. They think the same things I do about parenting, you know, it just opened up this whole can of worms for us to go like, wow, like this is a hard thing. This is a hard thing to do. This is a hard thing to navigate if you don't feel like you know what you're doing. And so this is to me those those tricklings of what what potentially in older generations you saw as quarter life crises all the time or midlife crisis, right? Because all of a sudden now, why do I do this job? Why have I done this job for so long? It's not fulfilling to me. It means nothing to me. I, I'd rather be on a beach than here as often as I'm here, right? Or I don't feel like I've been the person I was meant to be in this relationship, whether that's because I don't think I should be with this partner or, um, I just thought it would be different. I thought I'd be more in love. I thought I would be traveling. I thought I would have had more kids, whatever it is, right? Then people break up. They leave because they weren't happy all along and they were just trying to just make do because everybody else did or whatever the philosophy is. And so the the realization that people tend to go through is that what you're doing, well, I hope that they go through this because I don't think people do. Like this is why you buy the sports car, even though you might have really wanted the sports car, but it's not about the sports car. It's about your world all of a sudden being shaken up into everything that you thought you knew about life and your goals and your dreams and your hopes and your aspirations are not what you really wanted them to be. And that, I think, busts through at some point like the Kool-Aid man and just refuses to be ignored. And some people, I think, maybe settle into, you know, truly what their hearts want and they figure it out. And some people maybe kind of go the opposite direction. Um, You know, you've seen it both ways and everything in between. But the powerful thing is that there's so much more conversation happening right now today about it that... We can see what our potential is. We can see what our options are. We can have these conversations that you're not alone and, uh, you know, here we are and what did you do that worked and what can I do that worked and knowing that it might be different and that, that that's okay. Like, I think that that's the next step of where we're at. We've figured out so many systems and processes and successes that, you know, um, this is more of a... Now let me support you and what yours is and understand that it doesn't have to look exactly the way that mine did. And that's that's the thing I want to set you free because, you know, I spent a lot of time, I wouldn't say chasing um, people. Uh, I definitely, it was just aligning myself with their presence and um, a digital aspect the best that I could, especially if I didn't have the ability to go in person and network or more prominently the confidence to do so. Um, A lot of the people that I admire or emulate in business, especially I've never met. 
and you'll hear that as a spoiler alert you'll hear that so consistently among other people in modern day age that you admire uh, is that it was the same way and not even just in modern day age I would say in modern day age it would be just how I described it like you you follow them on social media you download their books audiobooks and um, podcasts and so on and so forth but back in the day it wasn't different that if you you know checked out every book that your author made it that's that's the same thing you're aligning yourself with their presence and their thoughts and so you start to think like them because you're inspired by the wisdom and experience that they provided to you through their gift of gab and whatever capacity it shows up in so you ain't crazy okay you ain't crazy now last week we talked about how it's really important to get clear on where your influences come from, all right? So when we're born, we say we're born blank programs, right? All right, and we are influenced by parents, teachers, pastors, any type of person around us that we spend our life, uh, our majority of our time with when we're two to 13-ish, right? So uh, that can be also siblings, that can be aunts and uncles, you know, it can be, um, you know, your boy scout, girl scout, troop leaders, and so on and so forth. It's anybody that left an impact on you. You know, this can be even a slightly older friend. I know a lot of my sister's friends were influential to me growing up uh, more sometimes than my sister because, because they were kind to me. <laughs> so um, my sister and I are cool now. A lot of you know that and I love her and she's amazing. Okay, so um, what it's really important to think about is that Although we have those programming years from 2 to 13-ish, it's really, you know, our brains don't fully stop forming until we're early 20s for most people. And that's all just by estimate, too. So if we're quote-unquote programmable by then, or I'm not by then, but throughout then, that's not to say that we're not programmable for the rest of our lives. The, the, those are the times that we're cementing our core beliefs to, to run from an auto-program from. Uh, you know, as we talked about, uh, on average, it's like 64,000 thoughts run through your, your brain a day, and that's exhausting. So your brain's job is to compound memories for experiences for you to make your life more efficient so that you can operate and do whatever you want to do, right? And so um, it just, it's not even that it slows down. I know it's not a visual that I want to picture for you, but let's just look at it this way. When we're trying to make a change, what we've, we've been having this conversation about and what we're discovering, right, is that we're understanding, we're undoing a habit, right? We know that. We know that when 21 days passes, the thing that we're trying to do is going to feel less, um, less pulley at me, I guess, you know, like when you're trying to implement a, a new anything, um, getting up earlier, eating cleaner, going for a run every morning, whatever it is, you know, the first, the first couple days we know how it goes. Like we're super jammed up. We're super excited, but maybe like by six or seven, maybe eight, we're, we're kind of like, oh, we're kind of questioning it. Right. But we just know that if we were to make it over that hump to 21 days, 21 days, it becomes less of the, oh, like working towards it. It just becomes like, okay, I'm doing this thing. I've been doing this thing. I might not even like love it yet, but it's now my thing. And then by 90 days, it's become autopilot because you have reprogrammed your brain and hopefully replaced whatever it was uh, that you were trying to retrain, right? So it doesn't really work for you to say like, if you're going to, this is an example, if you're going to quit smoking, that it's probably not feasible to assume that you're going to not have something that replaces the hand to mouth movement of comfort, right? So we know, traditionally speaking, clichely speaking, sometimes people might put on weight after they quit smoking because they replace the hand to mouth smoking with a cigarette for with food. Um, it's not different, right? Or even alcohol, or you could replace it with anything. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's the point is um, to 
to see that you're reprogramming, right? So if you if you're able to substitute it, so like intentionally knowing, well, if I know that I might need the comfort of hand to mouth, maybe or just chewing or just something in my mouth, I should just stock up on gum. And I'm sure people know this. Like this isn't like I'm like telling you how to quit smoking. You know, things are these are things people these are things people have been doing for years. But it's more to and hi computer, yeah, okay. Um, it is more to kind of have this conversation about understanding. Well, okay, so I can see that 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 means that I can reprogram my mind that means I can relearn something that means I can teach myself something that means somebody else can teach me something whatever it is that you're looking to do right so if we understand that um you know then it allows for us to kind of segue into what I want to talk about next and what I want to talk about next is that if we're still technically programmable do we think actively about what's programming us in our adult lives well, I mean, I hope so, but I don't think so for a lot of us. Um, I mean, I guess I can't speak to masses, but I can say that from my experience of people that kind of come to me, um, it, it, this is it, you know, this is, this is what it is, you know, and it was for me as well. It was like, oh, um, okay, I get it. I get it now. Uh, I can change my mind about things. Uh, I can think other things. Uh, I can, I can decide what I, I want to say and who I want to be and what I want to believe in. But if we are programmable, then as adults, how do we relay this information or how do we decide what the new habit's going to be or do we even decide or what are the influences that are going to shape us the same, the same way that they did when we were younger and do I have more control over it in, in implementation? And uh, so, you know, I don't think that people, a lot of people have that conversation. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, it's like, I don't think that people, it, so the people I speak with, I don't, I don't think so. You know, that's, at least that's why they're coming to me. People don't know, don't need me or my services. You know, that's great because they already have a growth mindset. They already have um, clarity and focus and ease in their life, you know, and that's what people are, are striving to do. That's why there is a need for an occupation like mine, because I was that way as well. My parents did the best they could with what they had, but I had zero confidence in decision-making as an adult. I had zero confidence in uh, knowing if I was on my right path, if I was going to be unconditionally loved, if I didn't know what I was going to do, if um, I, if I was going to have support in whatever decision that was, uh, even if it didn't look like what my parents expected, you know, so any of these things, and I think a lot of people deal with this um, as well. So when we think about our programming as adults, that's the first step I think is just accepting and understanding. I mean, can you, can we see that? Can we see how, yeah, it's absolutely possible. And if, if, if we're having a hard time grasping whether or not that, that is an option, like, well, let's think about some places that you choose to eat out or some places that you choose to buy your makeup and your clothing and your hair and beauty products and your, um, I mean, let's, I was gonna say, maybe I can say some things for men. I'm like, I don't know, but like maybe your chefing equipment or whatever, whatever, right? More than likely you either were advertised by that and influenced or you went out and did the research and decided, right? So there's still influence that's happening for us to make decisions on who we want to be. I'm sure most of you who are listening, if you were, let's say, I'm just going to throw out an age of 30, right? You probably don't do your hair and makeup the exact same way you did when you were 16 and 18 and 22. You probably don't use the exact same products. So you're still changing. You're ever, ever changing. You're ever evolving for things that you feel like are best for you. So, uh, you know, 
it's it's easy now to kind of maybe shift in this perspective that we're still influenced. So if you are, it's uh, it's kind of the same wraparound our brain of, well, if I'm influenced when I'm growing up by who I spend the most time with, okay? So my parents, teachers, pastors, whomever, right? Then who am I spending the most time with as an adult, right? Like for most of us, we have a circle of five to 10 people that we're seeing the, the most often, even in COVID times, you know, you were probably staying connected via text or um, FaceTime or Zooming. So you probably still had your coworkers. And some, that, uh, as I say, you still had your coworkers, which was going to lead me to say is that sometimes your top five to 10 is not necessarily by choice, but it should be intentional. Meaning if you're spending time with a lot of people that you feel like bring your energy down or you're in just your current reality of a situation is that, I just, I have to be because that's just my job. Well, then you'd better be overcompensating with those mentors online or your best friends on Zoom or something to make sure that you're counteracting that energy as well as uh, refilling your cup as well so that you can, you can combat that is how I kind of like to say. But don't worry because as long as you continue to run high vibe frequency, you'll, you'll be placed in high vibe frequency situations. So if it is like a coworker thing, if you get low and down about it, if you're like, oh, I can't stand, I have to work with this person. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have to keep working with that person because you got to remember what we talked about on last, last podcast, the universe, your God, your source does not speak English. It does not speak language. It speaks emotional words. So whatever you're feeling on the inside is what you're praying for. And that's what your God, your source, your universe is going to give back to you. Uh, it has to bypass all your language. So when you're saying like, I can't stand working with this person, that energy, that emotion is low. It's anger, it's resentment, whatever. So your God, source, universe says I have to give this person more resentment because that's what they're praying for. That's what they're feeling. That's why I have to get them. So if you could change your perspective to maybe things like, well, this person makes me get very clear on what I do not want to be in an employee. That's a silver lining, right? That's a, it's a positive way to look at it. Or maybe you can shift your perspective. Let's just say, for example, this person happens to get on your nerves because they're like really chatty or something. You could look at it as a perspective of, man, this person really trusts that I you know, how I'm a good person to be able to share this information with. I should feel lucky that I have that kind of energy. And for some of you, you're like, I don't want to feel like that though. Well, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But you're looking for the silver lining and wouldn't you rather just feel better anyway? So you have to just think about that, right? So if we have a group of five to 10 people, it's probably people like your coworkers, people like uh, your roommates. If you're in a relationship, it's probably your partner or partners. It's probably your children. It's probably, um, I say coworkers, but I think boss. It's it's probably your church friends. It's probably your social circle, right? Uh, mom groups, things like that, right? But I really want you to think about like, how did that, the, those group of people, how do they, how do they talk most often? Like, do you guys get together and spill the tea all the time? Do you get together and um, piss and moan about what's going wrong in your life? Do you get together and talk about the newest personal development book that you read? Do you get together and talk about how yoga is really stretching out your back and making you feel long and lean and you're breathing better? You know, these things matter. And it's not to say that you're not supposed to talk about things that are hard or heavy for you and your friendships. You're 1,000 percent supposed to but what's the majority of the conversation that's happening in your lives right it shouldn't be that your social circle your support system is only there to hear about the downs and outs they should definitely be hearing about your wins they should be your group to celebrate you and don't forget that even when it's not going so well all the time for everybody in your group you all sharing your wins inspires each other if your group if your top five to ten is like authentically into being humans 
no matter what y'all are sharing, even if there's some underlying subconscious stings of, oh, I wish that was my life, or oh, she always gets what she wants or whatever, they're, and they might even tell you if they're good friends, right? But it isn't going to be that for long. It's going to be, tell me what you're doing so I can have that too. I really want that in my life as well. Hey, I went and tried that thing that you suggested. I just want to tell you I love you so much because it changed my life. I really hope I can return the favor for you someday, okay? But the law of reciprocity will take care of itself, so don't you worry about that, okay? So um, who's influencing you, right? So yes, your social circle is really important, and uh, I hope that they're your cheerleaders, all right? But who else, okay? So church is obviously going to be an important factor if that's something that is a part of your life. Uh, but what about media, right? What about politics? What about your government? These are things that are, whether you're interested or invested or not, they still influence and shape your life. So, you know, I used to be incredibly political and I no longer am, but I would say I'll never stop voting. Um, and I just wanted to, this is, this is kind of what my stance and my two cents about politics from here on out is going to be. Okay. So I have voted, um, I kind of, I even contemplated not voting and it's, it's it, a long conversation. I don't think people really want to hear about it. If you ever do, you can personally message me and we can talk about it. Cause I just don't think the masses are interested in that. But my point was really more, I contemplated just like not even voting. So, um, I, but I, I did, I have been, um, but I heard something the other day, um, and it was just in glimpses. So I couldn't tell you who it was. I don't even know what the story was, but it was talking about voting. And this young woman had said, for those who say, I'm not going to vote anymore, it's really a shame because that's just a form of privilege. And, um, you know, that kind of was like, oh yeah, I didn't really think about it like that. Right. Because if you have the right to vote, but some other people do not, whether it's, adults or minors who will be shaping our country soon hereafter you know it's it, it's it's an important thing to consider you know you're voting for your children you're voting for your nieces and your nephews you're voting for your your students if you're teachers and so on and so forth so I'll never not vote but I'm just not going to get drug into the personal crap that is not the government it's just it's it stinks and it sucks but the only thing you have to do is either to vote or to run for office. Those are your two. And I don't have time to run for office or a harder desire to in the current circumstances. So my job is to vote. And my job is to vote for the person that I think would represent my views as well as, um, I would say, the ability to integrate people in general from all sides, all walks. I mean, I think I hope that's what everybody feels like. But that's it. Just do your research and just vote and then move along, Sally. Okay? But... When we tune in, tap, tap into music, movies, videos, books, news outlets, and if we're watching these things, we're watching these things, we're watching these things, we know that it's unfortunate that people have proven study after study that they watch the news when things are exciting or things are tense or things are dramatic. It's not when we're reporting on all the good stuff. The good stuff matters for sure, you know, puppies getting adopted, younger people helping older people, whatever it, it is, it's people saving lives, but it's been proven that those don't bring in the ratings as much as the others do for a myriad of different reasons, but it's been proven years and years and years and years. And so all news outlets jobs are to do is to keep your eyeballs on their stuff, just the same way social media does, right? So 
You have to think about, is your best interest being provided to you through these outlets, right? And again, it's not about don't be misinformed or not informed. It's make sure that you, you, <laughs> you're doing your due diligence and understanding what resources are as accurate as accurate can get, I would say, or as unbiased as bias can get, or align with who you say you want to be and making sure that you're doing enough belief work time and time again that you feel like you're showing up as the best version of who you are because that's it that's all you can do to validate that truthness and what you wish to see in the world so make sure that you understand that movies music tv they do influence you and i will use my own personal example because i would have i i did say this i did not think it was like a big day i used to see this all the time it wasn't a big deal for me to like let cole listen to um explicit music i mean it's just music they're just words like i say the f word all the time you know it's not that big of a deal to not have your kid on um you know a decent sleep schedule or take him to like a movie at 10 o'clock at night when he was like five years old and he fell asleep because he should fall asleep i don't think he was that well no he had would have had to and I'm still with Brent. But anyhow, you know, um, it's all of these things that what what kind of implementations was I programming into my kid? You stay up late, you you call in sick to work, you ditch for the day, you know, low work ethic and integrity and all in the name of fun, right? Like I wanted my kid to know I loved him. I wanted to spend time with him. But what was I programming him at the same time while I was giving him this good gift of living in the moment and going to the zoo? I was also programming him to blow off work, right? So every decision has multiple decisions attached to it. So what are you being programmed now? What are you slowly changing your thoughts and beliefs about, right? You probably don't think this all the same things that you thought about anything um, 10 years ago as you do today. Uh, you know, whether it be about sex, politics, religion, money, whatever, you probably think different things. So you were influenced some way, whether it was from yourself, you decided to, this is what I've always believed and I want to believe it, or this is what I'm deciding to believe today versus what you read, saw, heard through one of those outlets that you decided to be influenced by, right? I, here's an example that's silly, but I just want to just point out like how easy this is to really see that we still get programmed. When you think about a big butt, who do you think about? I would venture to guess Kim Kardashian, potentially Nicki Minaj, something like that. There is a group of potential women that you would think of potentially, right? Uh, it's a potentially woman, potential. Okay, anyways. Um, now you might even think about yourself, which is great, or like somebody that you love. I hope that you did, right? But it's just, it, it, I guess I guess maybe even if I would have just said something like, who is a person you would think of with a big butt, then it might have even been more specific. But the point is, is that you've been programmed, right? You were, And it seems silly because we're talking about big butts and we cannot lie, but you've been programmed to think to associate big butts with women like that. What have you been programmed to think and associate with grooming, right? That most often women shave from basically everywhere from the neck down. Um, and it's not necessary, right? What we do it for is pure vanity reasons. It has nothing to do with elongating our life or health that actually takes away from our personal health. Uh, there's a reason why we have body hair. But what is our American association with body hair is, no, you can't have it on women. You can't have it on women. So it's a program that we've been given. 
right? So you have to think about those programs and it's not wrong to watch Netflix. It's not wrong to have a TV show or a book series that you love. It's just very important to make sure that you're seeing, are there any correlations between your favorite, favorite things and, um, you know, how you're showing up in the world and how you are making decisions and how you feel about things, right? Because I can say like, from my, one of my experiences in relationships is that when it came to the way that I reacted, I was always dramatic because why? Where did I learn about how to be a woman in a relationship? From Disney movies, from princess shows, from um, some of the books I read, from watching my parents fight. So you're always being programmed, right? So just make sure that you're thinking about the things that you ingest, not just your food, are so important, okay? Now what do you want to do with that? Well, maybe you supplement. So, you know, what I did in the beginning, uh, let's just take TV, for example. Uh, we started off kind of my husband lovingly teasing me because I had like probably 48 timers on a DVR and more than 50% of them were scripted reality shows. And that's just what I grew up on. Right. And so that's what my entertainment was. Well, it did seem a little excessive when I became a full-time entrepreneur that I had that much of my time going to TV shows. And so I just made a kind of a deal with myself. It was like a winter break one season and I just, you know, you, you're recording them. So what if you just held on to them till the end of the season? And if you don't miss them, it's probably okay to let them go. So you're not going to miss out on anything. If you want to go back and watch them, you have them in the DVR. Worst case scenario, I'm sure you can watch them online. This was probably, it was probably at least three years ago that this just about started. Three to four years ago. Um, and it actually just started with changing my content. So by that summer... I didn't miss what, like, it was like, I was curious, of course, but not enough to sit down and like, well, I don't really want to watch all that stuff now. So I was able to let go of a lot of TV shows. And I didn't get rid of all of them. I kept some that my husband and I watched together. And that was what I was going to say was that it was very much a baby step process. I didn't give up TV overnight. I just kind of changed my intention about where I was spending my time you know and that included like the genre of things I was watching not just like you know moving from let's say all scripted tv shows to watching some documentaries or whatever but I have heard this phrase a couple times whereas I don't pay for stress and I'm not somebody who really enjoys horror movies I never have so I started getting really picky about what I was watching like if I didn't if, if, it, if it made me shudder and cringe I don't know why I was wasting my time with that and I know some people really enjoy that so again it's not to take away this was just my personal realization okay so I started changing the content if I was going to only be giving a limited amount of time to watching tv it better have been for good sake and good sake for me was spending time with my husband because we, we enjoyed talking about tv shows afterwards or the storylines or whatever it was for entertainment value and I made sure that I spent much more time with things that made me laugh because that obviously put me in a higher vibration and I can remember you know, watching Grey's and just bawling along with it so heavily because I resonated with the TV show, which again, doesn't make it wrong, but that's not the emotional state I want to keep myself in. Uh, so that's why I chose that. And then eventually it kind of just kept progressing into less TV shows, more documentaries, more like personal development type things, uh, less TV, more podcasts, more TED Talks, more books and so on and so forth. And then finding that my preference was to spend more time doing those things. And now I've implemented that even for my daughter as a work from home mom. Um, I challenge myself every day to not even turn on the TV unless I, unless I'm home by myself and I need to start like getting ready for the day. Um, then Olivia usually doesn't see a TV turn on Monday through Friday until three thirty or four. And I'm very proud of that. And on the weekends now, 
it, it makes me a little emotional because now um, we do it as a family. Like the boys, they go downstairs. So I say family, like Tony, Olivia, and I. We spend a lot of our time just upstairs playing. And it's crazy because it's winter right now. So it's not that we have a lot to do. So we're doing a lot of the same stuff. Or sometimes we're literally just following her around the house and she's just exploring through stuff. And we're making sure it's things that she's safe to go through. But it is what it is and it's our it's our time together and we're not mindlessly just sitting watching something we've seen a thousand times or never seen before uh, going through the motions we're laughing and giggling and it, it is it's it's different but you know I don't sit here expecting y'all again to quit your things overnight just just know that it's whatever as long as it's bringing you joy and happiness in your alignments there you should be doing it okay so the next thing um, I want to move into as we've spent a good amount of time on that topic, but I think we definitely covered some really good stuff for sure, for sure. And don't forget, like if you are vibing with this, uh, this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you sent it out to somebody, uh, you can send it to them privately. If you feel like you've either connected with a specific episode or you just send them the link and they can kind of scroll through the titles. We have had just about everything when it comes to this podcast. We've talked about sex. We've talked about race. We've talked about, um, well, then we talk about those two things, the, the first one a lot, I think. But just personal development is really the kind of the core of where we're at. But it, again, encompasses all the things about your life. So one of the things that, uh, you know, is really something I like to dig into is like the intellectual side of things, as I'd mentioned. I, I definitely was a, a science-based kid. It intrigued me. I liked having answers to questions as I asked a lot as a child. My mom bought me this book called The Big Book of Why instead of answering my questions. Um, I think she got, she definitely got tired of asking, me asking those things. So there's an estimation that humans, so evolved humans as we are today, homo sapiens, we're babies in terms of where the planet's, the planet's history is. The, the planet we know is millions and millions of years old. And dinosaurs are millions and millions and millions, were millions of years old, right? So then we had obviously other forms of humans and other things that we may not even know about <laughs> before, right? That we can't even, we can't even find the history on, whatever, it doesn't matter. But what we know is that eventually we went from this Neanderthal type of body to what we know now as modern man, right? So in that history, it's estimated that modern man has been around for roughly 200,000 years. So that's roughly, so as we, we had conscious mind, we developed, you know, um, sophisticated language and so on and so forth. And I think the biggest thing about the those two, I think to me is the conscious mind. Um, but, but I guess I don't really know because cavemen could have had conscious mind and they could have, they could have communicated via telepathy and we don't know, I guess. So it doesn't matter. Uh, for us, we haven't been around very long. So in the grand scheme of things, if you think about like how, how old trees are, how old plant life is, how old uh, some species of animals are, right? We haven't even been here that long. And just because we have a a subconscious plus a conscious mind doesn't make us necessarily superior. We just think that that's what makes us superior. So being babies means that we can be, if you if you compare that to the actual lifespan of a, a human, right? When you're babies, you're new and you're curious. So you're out to explore, you're out to learn. That's what we've been doing. We've been innovating. We've been creating these last centuries. You know, that's what we've been doing. And we're still doing that. But as we evolved from being something that could barely survive to something that kind survive to had something that still had a lot of things that could have killed us to getting us to where we are today right so there's a lot of evolution that goes into that however 
when we look at our intellect and we look at our emotional intelligence, it's easy to think that, man, maybe we're still toddlers. Maybe we're still adolescents. We we for sure are not adults yet in, in our evolution of these things. So, you know, we're basically all teenagers running around trying to be adults. We're all sometimes adolescents or even younger trying to be adults and trying to figure this thing out. So on and so forth, right? So it's important to give ourselves grace and understanding that, but it's also an important perspective on why sometimes we can't get along, why sometimes we butt heads so much because we have to be right. Just like, you know, young children going through puberty with raging hormones do. Like that's just how we operate and we pass out into adulthood and we've been replicating it for all of these years. So it's not too far-fetched to assume that we probably don't know a lot. Like what have we learned about atoms and quantum physics and DNA and everything that was internal as we're discovering that just not too long ago, you know? Human science for especially women is it's less than 200 years old. And so what we know about the body is is fairly new. So why on God's green earth would it be so far-fetched to think that what we know about the mind and the brain is even is even smaller as we continue to grow into it so just be it's, it's a really good thing to look at it as an exciting opportunity to to see how that's going right is that there's so much we get to learn but understanding that also means just being open to changing our ideas right there's things that we used to think about lots of things like having lead in your paint or um letting kids play with metal slides and burn your tush in the in the winter the summertime and things like that you know we continue to evolve we continue to change out of efficiency and safety and so on and so forth but when it comes to the way we think that's not necessarily I think sometimes as easy because it's not a tangible thing that you can see how it would benefit to update or to evolve and so on and so forth so it's a lot of internal work and it's so individualized that you know we often feel alone or that we're not doing the right things or on the right path or have no idea what we're doing because everybody is so individual it's not like necessarily cars, houses, or clothing that can fit a myriad of different things. Every person's DNA is different. Everybody reacts to different foods and chemicals and allergies and all the things. No two people are identical. We already know that. So, you know, we just need to be more graceful and very forgiving and more patient with the process that we're all going through, but understanding that this is why we do that, right? So, being open to more, I think, is the next step. And if you're listening to this, you're one of those people. And you should know that once you start going through personal development, if you feel like you're in a place where you're addicted to it, good. Well, I don't know if it's good. No, no. The universe has never confirmed that for me, I guess. But I definitely feel like I value my time much more now. I definitely feel like I get much more productive use out of it. I feel like I have grown my mind in awareness so that I'm choosing the better feeling as often as I can, that I'm finding the silver lining when I can, that I... And more open when I'm struggling and recognizing that it's not a failure that just because I life coach that I have bad days and sometimes that's weekly and sometimes that's hourly because that's emotion and that's hormones and it doesn't make me a bad or wrong person for going through those. It makes me a better one when I can recognize that and then hopefully get a lesson from it so I don't replicate it as much or at all in the future. And then I can pass that tool on to somebody else who can then pass that tool on to somebody else. So it just is a little beautiful little effect like that that has some ripple to it for sure. So being open to more is a great idea because you never know really what's going to be the next profound thought that rocks you to your core but ultimately sets you free and gives you relief and sends you on your merry way to feeling 10 pounds energetically lighter that you'll never put back on um, as long as you commit to the process and detach from the outcome, meaning you journal and meditate and uh, put your your orders into the universe and then stop doubting that they're coming your way. (laughs) 
because what's the doubt? Worrying, right? Worrying is praying for stuff you don't want. So stop doing that, you silly. It's okay. Um, now, because of that, things might end up being different and needing to be okay with different. And I think that that's part of why we struggle is um, different feels wrong sometimes, even when it's right. Meaning, you know, let's say, for example, you grew up in a family where you raised cattle all your life, but you never really were that into meat and you kind of wanted to do the vegetarian or vegan thing. And it didn't mean that it was different. I'm sorry, it didn't mean that it was wrong that your family had been raising cattle all these years. Cattle's been one of the backbones of, you know, the industry. And we're in the Midwest for crying out loud, but it doesn't make you wrong because that isn't what you want to do. Does it make you in conflict? <laughs> yes. Conflict in contrast with, you know, the people that you know, like, and trust that raised and programmed you, they wouldn't be able to understand why if day after day, for years and years and years, you were around cattle, you raised cattle, you did the cattle thing, why you wouldn't be able to or want to. But, you know, I think as generations get older, we're, we're seeing less and less of that. We're seeing more fluidity. We're seeing more openness. We're seeing more acceptance of, yeah, I want you to do what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah I want you to do what you feel like gives you growth and contribution. Uh, I want you to feel like it's okay that you come and tell me these things and that I shouldn't impart any expectations on you that are unfair or not your own. Uh, and that's how we move forward for sure, you know? So there's a lot of things that we have to remember. Um, oddly enough, we've always known, but we're just going to have to go back to knowing them. And that's what you're kind of doing here today. So hopefully something kind of resonated with you uh, in this conversation. I'm not sure when Jess will be back, but I would love to make sure we do a follow-up because I still have a whole page of notes. I had said on the podcast last week I'd made some notes. We made it through a fourth of the notes last week. We have now made it through half of the notes. So that's actually some progress, folks. show. But it is good news, meaning we have lots of other things that we get to talk about today. Not today, I'm sorry, on the upcoming podcast uh, for the following weeks to come. So for today, you know, it's always, it's always borderline frustrating and leaves me a little insecure because I know a lot of the time what I like to do is just to word vomit a lot of things. And I don't often feel that I have action steps in place for people when we talk about these things, but it's difficult because it's not my job to tell you what to do. Um, I, I tell you sitting here what has worked for me. These are the things that I'm talking about. And these are the things that I'm trying to relay, I hope in a generic form so you can apply it to your life. You know, I'm not a healer. My job is to impart to you how you can heal yourself and bring confidence to you um, so that you know that you have the audacity to wear the biggest tool belt you've ever had in your life and add every tool you can carry and then sharpen those tools along the way and then upgrade your tools when they become more efficient and then share that tool with somebody else. You know, that's that's what this is about for sure. So I hope that even just hearing my words today was, uh, was something for you and if you did get some value that you'll share it with somebody. And again, if you're looking for a boudoir photographer, don't forget to hit up my dear friend, Jess Anderson McGovern, and make sure that you're sending some love to baby Harper. You guys, seriously, go find that baby on Facebook. She is Jess's twin. And I, myself, am Rachel Vogt. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Don't forget that if you are looking for some let's say, let's say ease, focus, clarity, whichever, some life intentions, uh, whichever, you know that I got you, whether it's about sex, money, relationships, anxiety, depression, any, all of the above, something else, doesn't matter. Find me. You know how to. I've said it a million times, I think enough, but uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast for sure. Y'all, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, where I'm at right now, it's 555 in case you believe in that kind of thing. Hello. Uh, and that's all I got for you. So stay happy, stay healthy, and wash your hands. Have a fantastic night.